Church family, welcome. We're so glad you're here today. How many of you know that in Psalms, the word says, glad. When he, they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship together. Let's give him praise today.
because he'll never lose, so we can never lose. Amen? Mm. Thank you, Father. Genesis 26, 18 says, And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called him. Called them, I'm sorry. So Abraham, there were three, and we're going to talk about three of the wells that um, Isaac dug. The first one is Essek. It actually means contention. So 
So Isaac dug the well, and they fought over it. The men around came and tried to take it. And Isaac said, not going to have a part of that, so I'm going to move on. Amen? He moved to the second, which was called Sitna, which means strife. Isaac's like, not going to have a part of that, so he moved on. But when he came to the third well, Rehoboth, he dug it. And that word means a wide place, a broad place. And he said, for the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Listen, some of us have been digging in wells of strife and contention. Some of us have been digging wells that God doesn't want us digging in. Some of us have been digging wells that have kept us from the broad place because the enemy has filled them in. But we can't stop digging. If we dig up that well, how many know that James says strife, where there's strife and contention, there's every evil thing. Amen. So strife and contention open the door. They're door keepers. And they will open the door for other things to come in. So when we get around strife and we've opened a well that's not of God and things are coming up that aren't of God, we need to walk away. We need to keep digging. We need to keep going forward because what's going to happen if we keep digging is we're going to come to a place that God has prepared for us. We're going to come to a place that God has made room for us. But we got to keep digging until we know we're at the well that God says, here is where I have made room for you. Amen. Here is where I want you. Here is where I've made a broad place. I've taken you out of the narrow place, the skinny place, and I've set your feet in a broad place. And it says that he will be fruitful in the land. When we find the broad place of the Lord, the place he has set us, the place he's made room for us, we're going to begin to be fruitful. Amen. God, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for your word, which is truth and life. I thank you, Father God, for your spirit, Lord, that rests within us and resides in this house. I thank you, God, that you're going to show us how to redig wells. But, God, not only that, you're going to open up wells for us that have been closed, Father. God, you're going to begin to unleash the fruitfulness of the land. You're going to begin to bring the good things, Father, the things that we've labored for, Father. Even when we've dug and we thought, Lord, that we've got something we didn't want and we've dug for something we didn't need, we keep going. You're going to give us a place, Father. You're going to make room, Lord. And we glorify you for that. We ask, we just, we glorify you and we magnify you, Father. And we thank you for the wells that are about to open.
our struggles but God is God forever and always but God remember that but God he's worthy church he's worthy of our praise amen let me hear you this morning amen church hallelujah Who 
I'm going to bring the music down. I want to sit. Come on, sing it out, church. Lift up your voices. Worship team, drop out. Come on, sing it, church. I want to sit, I want Come on, lift your, come on, sing it out, church. Sing it. Lift up holy hands across this building. Come on, can you let the meditations of your heart begin to flow towards the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I don't want to legislate your, your prayer today, but you ought to open your hearts. You ought to open your minds today to what God is doing in this house. He's here in this place. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I... I have a need in my life, or I know someone that has a need. Would you just lift your hand? We want to just bring those needs before the Lord today. We don't have to know every need in the building, but Jesus knows what every need is. I just want to do this. I want to say a prayer, but we're going to pray a prayer over affirmity today. What is that? Over sickness today. Amen. 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 All right, now I want you to do me a favor. I want you to come to agreement with me today because there's power when we come into agreement. Amen? Amen. You might as well wake up today. All right, amen? All right, so this is what I want you to do. Let's come into agreement today and pray God would touch every need in this building today. I believe this is a small and an easy thing for him to complete today. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you today. God, we are grateful for your presence. Lord, your word says that where your spirit is, there is liberty, God. And where there is liberty, Lord, there is liberty from sickness and affirmity. Right now, Lord, we just plead the blood of Jesus. God, over cells in body. God, I pray, Lord, that those cells would regulate in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we pray for those, Lord, who are dealing with sickness. God, those who are struggling health today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would renew their strength. Lord, that you would touch their body. Lord, you created these bodies. You know how they work. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring healing in the mighty name of Jesus. God, today, Lord, we lift up those who are dealing with impossible situations. God, maybe a wayward son or a wayward daughter, Lord, and maybe they're praying that they would come to, to know you or maybe they come to know you for the first time. Lord, you are a way maker. And what seems impossible is easy to you. So, Lord, we call, Lord, to all the prodigals and all the lost children, come home right now. Holy Spirit, begin to minister to right where they're at. At this moment, God, I pray, Lord, that you wake them up, God, wherever they're at. God, let them know that they're, you're with them, Lord, that you're wooing them, that you're calling them. God, we pray for 
marriages, Lord, that may be on the brink of breaking. God, we come against the enemy of division and confusion. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would mend hearts. You would turn the hearts of husbands towards their wives and the hearts of wives towards their husbands. God, in a renewed love that only can come from you, it's only modeled by you, Lord. I, I ask, Lord, that you would heal, that you would make things right. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we pray. God, each and every other need, Lord, that maybe, maybe I, I didn't mention today or, or didn't allude to. But, God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch situations. Maybe some people are dealing with court dates. God, I, I don't know what situation is. But, God, I ask, Lord, that you would intervene. The Lord, that you would show up in a big way. God, we worship you. Lord, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise if you believe. <clears throat> Look around, find about three people around you. Give them a fist bump and say, it's good to see you today. And you may be seated. It's so, so glad to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. Amen. You guys look good today. All right. You guys look good today. I don't think convinced. You guys look good today. All right. Well, I guess if you don't believe it, then I guess that's on you, right? And you guys, it's so, so happy to see you today. So glad that you're in the house of the Lord with us today. And uh, first off, I want to apologize about our parking lot. That was a miscommunication on my part. So you could, the buck stops right here, and I apologize that it was not uh, super clear. But I'm glad that you made it through that little bit of snow and made it in the building today. And so glad that you're here, and, uh, and uh, we're praying that the sun will come out and maybe melt some of that before the end of service. Amen. I believe God can do it. And, uh, and so anyways, I want to apologize about that. But if you're a guest with us today, I want to say... Uh, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. If you're watching online, uh, we're so glad that you're, you chose to join us today. could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to be right here in the house of the Lord, and we're glad that you're here. Can we give all of our guests a welcome in the house today? And we are so glad that you're here. I'm, I'm, and if you're wondering what's going on up here, we're going to do something. We're going to... Um, this is a, an outreach that we decided to, and uh, this outreach is, was for Open Arms Ministry, which is a ministry that touches the lives of kids about age 11 all the way to 19 that are in the foster program. And uh, God sent um, some wonderful people from Open Arms Ministry. They started attending our church probably about four or five months ago, and... Um, God just opened this door for us to be able to minister, and I, and I, uh, he invited me, uh, Nick Schneider invited me over to a, a breakfast at Open Arms, and I went to the breakfast, and uh, got connected over there, and got to tour their facility, and got to see some things, and they're doing a great work. They're doing a great work, and uh, and talking to uh, Brother Nick, I he just 
kind of alluded and said, hey, here's some needs that we have. And we were, we were thinking, how, what can we do, you know? And, um, and we wanted something tangible that we could do. And he said, you know, every kid that comes in usually comes in with a Walmart sack or a trash bag with their clothes in it and whatever belongings that they have. And he said it would be nice to be able to, uh, when they come in, to give them a welcome backpack. And it's a need that we have. And so we, we began to brainstorm. He sent us a list of things that, that they might need. And um, we began to look at that list and try to fulfill that. And I came to the church and I said, hey, we would like to fill some backpacks. And I was thinking on the lower end line of, you know, Pastor Me of Great Faith was thinking uh, we would try to do about 30 to 40 backpacks. And our staff corrected me in our staff meeting, said, Pastor, we can do more than that. And I said, okay. They challenged me. And, and so I came and told the church and admitted my, my, my lack of faith there in that moment. And um, you guys blew me away because we have been able to fulfill a hundred backpacks. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask my, my dear wife to come up here. She didn't know I was gonna do this, of course. I never tell her because if I tell her, she gets worked up. So if I don't tell her, she doesn't get worked up when she comes up here. Um, but I, I wanna just kinda take just a moment here to kinda um, maybe go through one of these backpacks to show you what is in here so you know. And, and what we said was, you know, you sponsor a backpack, and it was $25 per backpack. And um, we had backpacks from a previous uh, uh, outreach that we had done years past. We had quite a few of them. And then we had some people donate. Uh, matter of fact, Open Arms donated some backpacks to us that had been given to them, and we just filled up as many backpacks. So I'm going to have Tristan, we're going to kind of go through one of these backpacks really fast, and I'll just have you explain what's in there, and I'll be Vanna White. And and kind of show you, and, and this is going off the list that Open Arms sent us, and, and um, I've just watched God's faithfulness. God has done so much in 2022 just in my life. I believe he's about to just blow the roof off in this place. I, I really do. So, Sister Pastor, All right. You want probably the big part. Yeah, so yeah, they gave us a list of things that um, children from really, really little, all the way up to, I think, 18 years old could use. So we really tried to just get things that all of them could use. Um, so every backpack has a little stuffed animal, um, may not be as useful for the older kids, but you never know. Um, and then they have a blanket, fleece blanket. They have toothbrush and toothpaste, a brush, deodorant, important, tissues, body wash, and there's girl backpacks and boy backpacks, so they have, you know, either or, whatever they need. Um, socks, three pairs of socks. You want me to take that? A devotional, 
There's girls and boys devotionals, colored pencils and regular pencils, gum, the important things. And then there's a journal, a coloring book, and a word search. And is that it? And then lastly, somebody in our church came to us and said that they wanted to donate 100 Bibles for these backpacks. Yeah. Awesome. So that was a huge blessing, and we were super, super excited about that. God is good. Um, And so, yeah, we were able to fill 100 of them. Our youth filled them on Wednesday night. If you are not able to get on our Facebook page, there's pictures of that, and that was awesome. So thank you to them for helping, because that would have been a big task if we had to do it without them. So that's it. I want to say this. This looks like a backpack full of stuff. But this is a soul that Jesus loves. So we're going to do something today. And I just felt compelled to do this when we announced that we were going to do this. I'm going to ask all of our board members to come up here. Uh, Nick, you and your wife, please come. Uh, Sula, can you come up? Um, And I, I want you, come on, board members, board members' wives, come on. And staff, uh, I need all of our, our staff, Carrie and Aaron and, and Matt and Brittany and Kenzie, come on up. <clears throat> I, I've asked Nick to lead the prayer on this, and I'm going to let him just kind of take the mic, and if he wants to say something, he could say something. But when he prays, I want you to stand with me, and then, at, you know, when he begins to pray, and I want you to just pray for each and every one of these backpacks. We don't know the impact of what this may mean to a child who's had a rough life. This may be the turnaround thing. The Bible in there may be the very thing that leads them to Christ. Now, Open Arms is Christian-based ministry, and they do great work. And let me tell you something. If it is, It is a a good soil to invest in, a good place to volunteer in because they are, are Christ-minded and they're loving on, on some of the toughest situations. So I'm going to ask Brother Nick to, to pray over this. He, he is our contact there at Open Arms. And as a church, I want you to just pray that God would touch every life that one of these backpacks goes on one of these kids' backs. Because that's a soul that Jesus cares about. Amen. And we should care about that. So, so if you will, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Brother Nick. First thing, first thing, first thing I want to do is just say thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, this is a, a huge blessing. Our, uh, we've got 40 foster children, and that involves 32 families. We've got, uh, on the average every day, we've got 20 kids in our group homes, a boys home and a girls home, ages 9 years old to 18, and uh, they have needs that uh, many, of you, many of you wouldn't believe if I told you. Uh, they've been abused, they've been uh, neglected, 
But thank God they've found Jesus. And uh, we thank you for, for what you've done as a church. Amazing. Um, while we were during worship, I was praying about what I should do. And uh, do you guys know the song Waymaker? Can you play Waymaker? While we're praying, why don't we play that song and sing that song? And I just want to ask God to just bless each one of these bags. Bless the child that will get possession of these bags. Guide them, God. Thank them, Lord. God, we just call on you to touch their souls. Touch their hearts, touch their minds, heal every child. Heal them, Lord. You're able, you're the way maker. You can do this. And Lord, we're going to thank you right now. And as a church, I thank you. I thank each one of you that, that gave for this project. The Lord blesses you. A hundredfold for what you did to, to, to help us. You know, we, we rely on donations. We rely on the, on the help of people like you. And you guys came through big time. And uh, we can't thank you enough. But we can thank God right now. So can we sing Waymaker right now? You are here moving in our midst. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, you are here, turning lives, turning lives around. I worship you, I worship you. You are here, working miracles. You are here, working miracles. I worship you, I worship you. Waymaker, come on, sing it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, come on, sing it again. Waymaker, waymaker. Who you are. 
God, we thank you, Lord, for every student, Lord, that one of these backpacks are going to affect. God, I pray, Lord, that the gospel would be made known to them. The power of your gospel. God, I pray, Lord, that if they're feeling lonely, they're feeling lost. God, that they would know that you're a brother that sticks, or you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother to them, God. God, I pray, Lord, that if they feel lonely, Lord, in this world, God, that, that they know that you are with them. God, supernaturally, Lord, would you guard their hearts and guard their minds, God. Lord, would you touch them in a mighty way. God, we give you the praise. God, we give you the glory. Lord, we give you the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you so much for doing that for today. <clears throat> we took a little time to do that, but I, I really felt like that that was important. Amen. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that you're here today. Um, God's just really been working on me. And one thing as, as being the pastor is, you know what? I have not arrived, and I'll be the first one to admit that I've got a long ways to go when the Lord's still working on me. Amen? And, and, and it's just been, I mean, the Lord is just coming, I mean, just sending blessings my way in, in ways that I've never experienced before. And I just am in awe of what God is doing. And I, I believe that God has given me a word today, um, the first of the year, January 2nd. Um, I, I um, spoke on look. How many remember me speaking on look on January 2nd? I spoke on look. And um, a couple weeks after that, I spoke on listen. And we talked about uh, Daniel and how Daniel had to pray and listen to the Lord to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream and how he had basically there was five things that, that led him um, into, into knowing what to do. And, 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 you know, one of those was, uh, you know, desperation because he, he needed the Lord. And one of those was cooperation. He prayed with the, uh, three Hebrew boys and he prayed in, in a communication, in communication, he communi communicated what he needs needed to from the Lord to the King, but also to us today. And he, he also had expectation in his heart. And, and the first thing that he did was he separated himself away from the world. He was in Babylon, but he had separated his life. And he was living a holy and a righteous life and not eating of the king's meat and drinking the king's wine and, um, and living a life that was set apart. Everyone say set apart. And uh, so anyways, I, I spoke on look, listen, and today I want to speak to you on, on learn. Everyone say learn. Learn. And um, I believe that God has a very profound word. So I, I pray that you would open your hearts today and, and, and just ask the Lord uh, to just open your minds and hearts. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, verse 13 through 21 is where we're going to be today. And how many are thankful for the Word of God? I'm thankful for the Word of God. Um, so when you have it, say, I got it. If you don't have it, look on the screen. You'll have it right there. And it says this. 
And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Everyone say, learn. Are your hearts hardened? Verse 18. It says, having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear, and do you not remember. Look at this, verse 19. And when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Mark eighteen twenty says, and the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, verse 21, and he said to them, do you not yet understand? So I want to talk to you today on, on this and, and just to kind of, and I didn't intentionally do this. The Holy Spirit just led me. How many know the Holy Spirit's much better at pulling things together than a man? And he kind of led this all together. Uh, I, I, you know, I spoke on look, and Jesus in verse 18, he said, Having eyes, do you not see? And then listen, and he says, Having ears, do you not hear? And then he says, And do you not remember. So I want to speak to you on learn. Everyone say learn. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that you open our hearts today. Lord, that you would open our minds today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin to speak to us. Lord, we're not here going through the motions. We're not here just to see people. We're not here just to uh, hear another message. But Lord, we're here to learn of you, Lord, so we can grow in you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that this word would go forth, Lord, that I would get out of the way. Lord, that you would communicate your word through me, God, and, and just let, let everyone see Jesus through me today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. How many remember uh, way back when you were in school? <clears throat> All the kids in the building are like, yesterday or Friday or whatever. Um, how many adults in here remember back at school? Can many of you remember remember back at school? Some of you went to school with Moses. So um, I'm joking. That's just a joke. It's just a joke, okay? Uh, have you ever been in a uh, – it was funny because I was talking to my kids last night. Have you ever been in a situation or a classroom or maybe a college lecture hall and or maybe maybe a meeting in church, I, I don't know, service, and you were looking at um, someone that was teaching and those uh, around you that were listening, and everybody is um, nodding their head and really understanding what the teacher or the college professor is teaching, and you are totally lost. Anybody ever been there? So the teacher's just, just kind of going, and everyone just seems so engaged, and they're watching, and you're just kind of looking around going, and you're nodding your head, too, like you get it. And, and what I've come to find out, you fall into one of two camps uh, when this happens in your life. And I asked my kids about this, and I said, which camp are you in? And um, there's, there's two things that you can do. 
you can nod your head and act like that you know what the teacher's talking about, right? Some of you are doing that right now with me. Or you can go, I have a question. I need, I need you to explain this to me because I'm not quite understanding what you're saying. I need you to break this down. Pull it down to fifth grade and then I'll get it. Right? And, and, and you, you fall. And I asked my kids this. You want to guess which camp both my kids fell into? Wyatt, he said, and I can pick on my kids. They're my greatest uh, asset to telling sermon stories because they give me so much stuff. Wyatt said, Dad, you know what I did? Or you know what I do? Is I just sit there and nod my head like I know what I'm talking about. He said, then I get out of class and then I look at one of my classmates and said, do you understand what they were talking about? Can you explain that to me? And then I asked Zaley, I said, Zaley, what, what do you do? And Zaley says, I was kind of that annoying student. I lift my hand because I need to know what's going on, right? And how many times in our lives, in our Christian lives, do we just nod our head like we know what's going on when we truly don't even understand? We've saw the Lord, we look, we see him, and then we hear the Lord, or we hear the word of the Lord, but do we truly understand? Do we truly understand? And um, it's amazing to me, the, the key here is to learn, right? When you're in school, the key is to learn, not just pass to graduate, it's actually to learn something, so you could fall back on, so you have this information, um, Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, Jesus says this, learn of me, learn from me, or learn of me. And, and he's giving this to detail. And, and I can't help but think, as believers, sometimes we miss the mark on learning from the Lord. Sure, we see the Lord, we look to the Lord. Sure, we hear his word, we listen to his word, but have we truly learned? And I think there's, this, is, this is a great uh, story here. Um, at, and as the people of God, we have to be learning. And the first, uh, the, you know, at the beginning of the year, I spoke on look, and then I spoke on listen. And the Lord just started turning in my heart. He said, you know, it's, it's good to look to the Lord. And, and we do. We look to the Lord. We, we look to, and I, when I spoke on look, we look to the past. We thank the Lord. We give him thanksgiving. And we look to the present. We figure out a way to serve. And we look in expectation of, his, of, of him coming again. And those, those, are, those are all great things. But, you know, there's, there's the next step. There's listening to the Lord, right? You have to be able to hear from the Lord, right? And some of us need to get a little bit more engaged in our prayer life. Amen? Amen. I don't think any of us have arrived there. Matter of fact, that gives a good plug for me. Tonight, we, uh, this, tomorrow is the last day of our 21-day fast. Tonight, here at the church, from 6 to 8, if you aren't doing anything, even if you are, make time, come here, and, and we're just going to pray corporately as a group. It's not going to be anything. You're not going to have to come up here. You're not going to have to say anything. We're just going to pray as a group. We're going to pray that God would continue to move and, and do what he does, so, so we'll keep walking in the right steps that he wants us to walk in as a church amen so so anyway so i i believe that the lord is nudging us and he is pushing us and sometimes we're a little short-sighted ever anyone ever been a little short-sighted anybody ever miss it a little bit 
Um, and so this story here is interesting to me because Jesus, let me give you this, uh, let me set this up for you. Jesus has just fed the 4,000. Now he fed the 5,000 on one side of the Sea of Galilee, and then he goes to another side of the Sea of Galilee and to Decapolis, and he feeds 4,000 people there. So, so the disciples have seen Jesus feed the multitude not once but two times. That's a pretty amazing thing to see, right? God, uh, the, Jesus turned five, five loaves and two fishes into being able to feed 5,000 and then having 12 baskets left over. That's pretty amazing. That tells me this, that when God does something, he does not just enough, he does more than enough. Amen? And so I love that. So, so here they are. They're, they're coming off of this. If you read earlier in this chapter, you'll see that Jesus feeds the 4,000, which is uh, when he feeds the 5,000, he's actually feeding people, uh, Jews, and, and people that were on that side. And then when he goes to Decapolis, he's actually feeding the Gentiles, which is an interesting thing anyways. That tells us that Jesus both loves the Jew and the Gentile. How many are grateful for that? All right, now that was unknown of back then, you know, people, because they said, oh, man, the Jews ought not be hanging out with the Gentiles. But that, Jesus was showing us something there and modeling something. But Jesus, there he is, and he feeds the the 4,000. And and right before he leaves there, he is there, and the Pharisees come to him. And the Pharisees, you know what they say to him? They say, Jesus, we need you to do one more miracle. We need to see a sign from you. And Jesus is like, what did you just see? Did you just miss the fact that I just fed 4,000? And they are after him, and they're saying that, and Jesus is like, I'm not going to give you another sign until I resurrect. That's the next thing that's going to happen. He, he gets a little bit aggravated. Have you ever been a little bit aggravated at somebody? Husbands, don't be poking your wife. Wives, don't be poking your husbands. Brothers, don't be poking your sisters. Right? And, 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 and so Jesus, he's just a little bit aggravated out of this. And when he gets on the boat here with his disciples, something interesting happens. And then he has this discussion. I want to talk about three discussions that he has. And I just want to share something with you. And I'm, and I'm not going to keep you very long. Number one is this, the discussion of, on bread. When's the last time you had a discussion on bread? Some of you bakers are like, Friday, right? Um, had a discussion on bread. And, and so Jesus, so here he is. Jesus and the disciples are both talking about bread, but they're on two different wavelengths. Anybody ever been there? All right? Any husbands and wives ever been on two different wavelengths? You're both talking about bread, but you're both talking about two different things about bread. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, you ever had a discussion on the same subject but had two opposite sides? Well, this is what's happening in this story in Mark. In in, in, uh, verse 14, it says, now they had forgotten to bring bread. Now, who had forgotten? The disciples. Now, how much bread did they have left over after feeding the 4,000? Seven baskets. Guess what they forgot? So they find themselves with one loaf of bread. And, 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 and so uh, now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they, only, uh, they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, watch out. Okay, so Jesus is about to, he's talking about bread here too. Watch out, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So Jesus is talking about bread here, 
But the disciples are also talking about bread, and they're talking about two different things here, okay? And it's real easy to miss. So, so Jesus, he's talking about leaven. So what is leaven? Or, or we would know it in modern day as yeast. And, and it is an agent used in baking which produces gas and creates space in dough to make a loaf of bread. You know what you get when you make bread without yeast? Flat bread, pizza crust. Dents, right? And so that's what, that is exactly what leaven does. It, it begins to puff up, and leaven is, is not looked at as a good thing in Scripture. When you talk about leaven in Scripture, it's not a good thing. It is a corrupting agent. It is, it is fitting. It refers to sin, and leaven can really be compared to this, pride. Because you know what puffs us up? Pride. The thing about bread, this is interesting, you pay a lot of money for a lot of air in a loaf of bread. It's true. You do. You really do. And, and, and the, thing, the same thing goes for us. When we have pride, we begin to puff up. So Jesus talking about leaven, he is kind of alluding to this, and, and, and pride makes us bigger than we really are, Right? We throw our chest out. I'm better than, than you or, or this or whatever. And leaven, and, and, and leaven is, is definitely not looked at good. Look at this. Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before what? Destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So Jesus just have being asked to perform a narrow, another miracle by the Pharisees is, is a little bit upset with the Pharisees at this point. He's, he's, he, Jesus was very long-suffering, but at this point, he's just a little bit aggravated. And here's a teaching moment that he has with his disciples. Now, let me explain something about the disciples. They are the A team. They are the varsity team with Jesus because they spent three years underneath his ministry, three and a half years underneath his ministry working with him. And most of us would love to just have a week under Jesus's ministry. And it's amazing to me that these guys who saw the miracles that Jesus performed, that heard Jesus's teaching, still in their heart were struggling with some of the things that he was trying to teach. It sounds a lot like us. And so Jesus, in this particular scripture, he, he, he calls out two, two groups, and then one in Matthew, which is the same parallel story here, he, he speaks of another. And, and this is what we need to know, that leaven, or yeast, is a corrupting agent. It's sin. The wages of sin is what? Death. So look at this. Jesus, the first group that Jesus calls out is Pharisees. So Pharisees, you know, there's this group uh, in the Bible, and it seems like that Jesus was always picking on the Pharisees. He's picking on the religious because the people that knew it all, right? And the, and the Pharisees, there was many of them, and they, they followed the law to the T, and they were about rules and regulations, and you could only take so many steps on the Sabbath, and you could only do so many things, and you couldn't heal people on the Sabbath. And Jesus flipped their whole world upside down. It was about legalism, rules, and following festivals, and doing all these things. And it was, I do these things, and I, you don't, so I'm better than you. So it's pride. 
In Luke chapter 18, there's a beautiful story. Verse 11 says, the Pharisee standing by himself, he's praying. Jesus told this story. And God, I thank you that I'm not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. I want you to count all the eyes in that statement. I, 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 I. If your prayer has I, 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 I in it, you need to rethink how you're praying. And, you know, me, 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 me. And, the, and, and, and then the flip side of that, the tax collector, he's over there, and he's just beating his chest, and he's saying, God, be merciful on a sinner like me. And I don't know about you, tax collectors in those days, they were not well-liked, probably much like today. But here's this tax collector sitting there in the temple, and he's beating his chest saying, God, have mercy on a sinner like me and I love Jesus' response. Jesus says in Luke chapter 18, verse 14, I tell you, the, the, this man went down to his house justified. Talking about the, the tax collector, talking about the publican, uh, rather than, than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be, but the one who what? Humbles himself will be. Oh, it's the great reversal. That's what I love about Jesus. So the first group that Jesus is talking about is, is the Pharisees because they, they, they majored in legalism. I'm better than you. You can't keep these things. I keep these things, so I am better than you. So that is the first leaven that he talks about. Here's the second one that he talks about, the leaven of Herod. Everyone say the leaven of Herod. And, and this is this. This is, this is political opportunism or, or, or uh, uh Herodians were trying to bring forth a righteous revolution through politics. Uh oh. Oh, it was good till you went that way, Pastor. Everything was good till you said that right there. And and that was the philosophy that 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 and, and this is what this group of people they, they believed. They saw King Herod, who the Romans had put over them, and they thought if if we just talk to King Herod. If we get behind him, he will be the force that will bring back the kingdom and will stand up against the Romans and Israel will be a nation again. But here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, here's the problem. They were beginning to worship politicians. Woo. I believe, now listen to me, I believe that God uses people. I believe that God ordains people to be in specific places at certain times. But can I tell you something? There is not a politician in this nation that I will put my faith in over Jesus Christ. Amen? I don't care if you're on the left or on the right. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Like it, don't like it, that's just how that's just how the cow ate the cud right there. You didn't know I was country like that, did you? And here's the thing, I, I, I believe you should vote, and I, I believe you should vote on, on the candidate that has uh, biblical standards, and I know that that's harder and harder and harder to do as a believer, right, who will stand against injustices. There are certain things that we, we have to stand for, that we have to stand for those who can't, who can't speak for themselves, and we have to do what is right, and we have to do what is true according to the Word of God, not a political platform, but the Word of God. So that's why we should pray for our leaders. Woo! 
every day. Pray for them so much that the Holy Spirit will move on their hearts and begin to speak to them and, 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 and just convict them and where they'll lead with conviction from the Lord. Amen? I believe, whew, I believe that if we were to stand up as a church and begin to pray for our political leaders, that God could change the dynamic of our political system. Amen? Now, listen, I believe that Christians, I think more Christians need to run for office locally, uh, in the county, in the state, in the nation, from all. And I believe God uses certain people. But let me tell you something. You put your trust in Jesus Christ, not in a man, not in a woman, not in a politician. So Jesus is talking about this. This is the, the leaven that, that it, the, that's getting into the, to the bread here. It is creating an issue here, okay? So, and our only hope is Jesus Christ, amen? So here's the last group that Jesus is talking about. And, and he alludes to this group in Matthew chapter 16, verse 12, speaks of them. And it's the Sadducees. And here's the thing. The Sadducees, unlike the Pharisees, they're two different groups. They have two different viewpoints. They have a very liberal theology. They are very loose. They're, they are, they're hypocritical. And, and they believe that the, and the Pharisees believe that the Torah could, could be read and, and they could speak it and they could pass it down by speaking it. Well, the Sadducees, they didn't believe that. They believed the Torah could only be read and they didn't believe it couldn't be passed along orally through translation. And, and they didn't believe in the afterlife and they they were the only group of they were basically a group of rich guys who said hey none of you guys are good enough to be like us does that sound like pride they were sad you see right as the old joke goes so Jesus he talks about these three things of leaven right here and and these are things that can creep into our hearts and creep into our soul if we're not careful so Jesus He's, 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 he's uh, uh, talking about leaven, and, and, and he's teaching on this bread. And, and if we're not careful, these things, and here's the thing about all these things. They come in really subtly, and they happen really fast. It's, you know, Scripture even says in Galatians, you know, it only takes a little bit of leaven to ruin the whole thing, right, or to make the whole thing, you know, blow up. And so it's just, but here's the thing. It's subtle. It comes in. Subtle sin left unchecked will cause pride to puff up. All right, do you hear what I'm saying today? This is, this is amazing. So Jesus, here he is. He's trying to share with his disciples, and they are arguing over a loaf of bread and whose fault it is that they only have one loaf of bread. It's kind of like the kids in the back of the car arguing over who spilt the Coke. Right? It's, I mean, literally. And there they are. And they're focused on the physical thing and their need for that moment. And Jesus is trying to unload something super spiritual here and something that would be very practical and that would go on. And, and they are focused on their need in the moment. And I can't help but think that as believers, sometimes we're so focused on our physical need, our current situation, that we miss something that Jesus is trying to speak through us. And they're worried about who gets to eat the bread. And, 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 and the key is the bread of life is right there in front of them. This is amazing to me. This is amazing. And they're worried about going hungry and Jehovah Jireh sitting there in the boat with them. Amen? They're arguing over a resource and the source is in the boat. So here's the second thing. And then. Jesus has another discussion. So they're talking about bread. They're on two different sides here. 
They're talking about physical bread. Jesus is talking about uh, a spiritual bread. And, then, and, and, and how sin can creep in and how pride can creep in. And then Jesus has a second discussion, which is the discussion of the heart and hearts. Okay? Look at this. Verse 16 says, And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. Oh, well, that's always helpful, right? Other translations said, They reasoned among themselves. Now, there's a problem. This is my tendency. This is our tendency. When something is in, phys- in the physical realm and we want to try to work it out, we start to reason within ourselves. We call our friends who have the same kind of ideology as us. We talk to them and we ask them to help reason with us so we can kind of feel better about ourselves. And so here are the disciples and they begin to reason amongst themselves. This is why we don't have bread. It's your fault, James. You should have got bread. No, it's your fault, John. No, it's your fault, Peter. You were the last one. You should have grabbed it. And so they're arguing and they're reasoning among themselves. You ought to be careful when you're trying to reason things among yourselves. And they're looking at the need. They're discussing the need instead of looking at Jesus had just fed 4,000 people. Just fed 4,000 thousand people and they've got they're arguing over a loaf of bread I can't help but think that as the people of God that's us sometimes God's done the miraculous we saw it we heard it and here we are and we still haven't learned and we're arguing over a loaf of bread and God's got I've got loaves and loaves and loaves of loaves of bread for you all you need to do is trust me this is amazing to me. So, and, and, and I love this. Keep Jesus the main thing, and the little things will be okay. That's it. Look at this. Luke chapter 12, verse 29 says, And do not be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. That's what Jesus says. Some of you are like, oh, I don't like that verse. Well, I'm going to start quoting that verse every time me and my wife are looking for a restaurant to eat. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? And don't be concerned about what to eat or what to drink. Don't worry about such things. Then my wife will slap me. And Jesus, he's had enough. And he's he's like me asking my wife where we should eat. He's had enough. I'm pulling into the next restaurant. I don't care what it is. You can have burritos at the gas station. And he hits his disciples with eight questions. Eight questions here. I love this. Eight questions. And, and, and Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Why, why are you worried about that? Do you not perceive or understand? Have you not learned? Do you not, have, you, have you not learned? Are your hearts hearted? Why would Jesus say that? Why would Jesus throw that in there? Because their hearts were actually hardened at that moment. I don't think he would just throw that out there. I think he threw that out there because they were not seeing. And a hardened heart is something, that it just, it's like a calloused thing. It, it can't, be, can't be pierced. It can't be move through and so God is speaking there and Jesus is saying are your hearts hardened and here's some reasons why their hearts were hardened here's number one right here focus on the wrong things and I can't help but as believers I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up 
They were focused on the wrong thing. And this is what happens to me and you. Listen, how many have seen miracles in your life? How many have seen people healed? How many have seen God do amazing things with your eyes? How many have heard the word of God your whole life? How many have grown up in church? Maybe your grandma. How many know, have heard and listened? We are good at looking. We are good at listening. But where we struggle and where we fail, just like the disciples, we fail to learn. It's amazing to me. And they were focused. They focused on the wrong things. They were focused on the physical things, not spiritual things. Jesus is trying to unload a truth to them, talking about bread. Hey, I'm going to tell you, the, the leaven in the bread is the Pharisees and, 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 and the love for Herod. And he's talking about those things. And they're focused on, we've only got one loaf of bread to eat. That's their concern. And they were focused on their need at that moment. We got one loaf of bread for all of us. How are we going to eat it? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. They're focusing on the resource and not the source. And I don't know about you. I mean, God has just been, been, he has just been rolling this over in my heart over the last little bit. And I think sometimes as believers, we're so focused on the resource that we miss the source. The source is everything. And everything comes from the source. And Jesus is the source. And there's only one source. So, hey, yeah, you know what? The Lord gave you your job, so he is the source of your job. The Lord gave you your breath, so he is the source of your breath. The Lord gave you your life, so he is the source of your life. The Lord gave you your health, so he is the source of your health. Listen, listen. Philippians 4.19 says this, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Some of us are so focused on the resource that we've taken our eyes off the source. Just like the disciples here. I don't think they intended to do this, but they're human. Guess what? So are you. So am I. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by what I see and I'm looking at the resource and God has to remind me, hey, I give those resources. They come from me. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than, than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Everything outside of Jesus is a resource. So stop looking at the resource like it's a source. Start looking at the bread in your hand and look up at him. Their focus was on the bread, not on the bread of life. So look at this. Here's the second thing. Second thing. They were focused on the wrong things and here's the, here's the, here's the flip side. They forgot the right things. Now, this is, this is where it's all coming together right here. They forgot the right things. First off, Jesus is trying to teach them of the kingdom of God. Is, and he's trying to teach them that, hey, it's not going to come the way that you guys think it is. It's not coming through a religious group or, or section. But it, and it's not coming through political power. But it's going to come through the humility and the heart of Jesus Christ. That's how it's coming. That's what he's trying to explain to them right there. And he's saying those things are corruptible. And when the leaven gets into the bread, guess what? Man, and, and, and then our pride puffs up. And so he is, he's just dealing with a tough issue there. And they are missing it because they're just worried about what to eat. 
And these guys have learned nothing. And Jesus, just two separate occasions earlier, one to the tune of 5,000 people and one to the tune of 4,000 people had just fed 9,000 people. Do you think feeding 12 people on a boat with one loaf of bread is going to challenge him? But how quick they forgot. They got on a boat right after the miracle and started arguing over food. Not to mention this. Peter had been given a huge haul of fish when he was called. The Lord told him to cast his nets to the opposite side, and he cast his nets to the opposite side. And you know who was there to help him pull those fish in? His brother Andrew and James and John. And they, they showed up to help him pull. The, so they had saw the miraculous work of Jesus already. They knew that he was the source. But here's the problem. When I look back over my life and what God has done for me, sometimes I forget how good he's been to me and that how good of a source he is. And the reason we forget, and you've heard me say this, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, but I, believe that God's, I believe God's speaking this to our body right now. I think the reason we forget is we aren't grateful and we aren't thankful. So, oh, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I thank the Lord. But the reason we forget that God's blessing is because we don't give him thanks. Because when I begin to thank the Lord, when I begin to count my blessings, I talked about that a little bit on, on Wednesday night. When I count the blessings of God over my life, I, I, I start to name them up. I realize that God has been so, 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 so good to me. First Chronicles 29, 13 says, And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through him, uh, uh, then let us continually offer up sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Psalms 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. Psalms 56, 4 says, In God's uh, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Look at this, verse uh, Psalm 69, 30. I will praise the name of the Lord God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Now, here's the thing. We know the verses. We've seen it. We've seen God's miracle. We've heard it. We listen. But have we learned it? Have we learned it? Are we missing something? Are we missing something because we're focused on the temporal and not the eternal? Look at this. Uh, verse, verse 19 says, when I broke the five loaves for the, the 5,000, how many baskets full broken pieces did you, did you take up? They said to him, what? Twelve. And then the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? I am the God that can do anything abundantly above what you ask. I can't help but think, and I have to put myself in this same category. How many of us have seen miracles and heard preaching for years? Maybe we still haven't learned it. So here's the last thing I, I, I want to talk about. is the discussion on, on learning, and I'm going to be really fast here. Matthew chapter 11, 
verse 29, or 28 and 29 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. These are Jesus' words. Look at this. Take my yoke upon you and, and what? And what? I for I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? I know this was a different word, but I can't help but think that the Lord is challenging us and and pushing us to a a new level God I've seen the miracles Lord I'm like the disciples I've seen the miracles Lord I've, I've heard your word but Lord there's probably areas in my life that I have not fully learned what you're speaking to me I don't want to pick on the disciples today but We can learn from their mistakes, amen. Jesus doesn't work in a prideful heart, but but he works with a humble heart and a lowly heart. And he says, learn from me and I will give you rest. Some of you are tired. Some of you are weary. And God's saying, come to me. Come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Maybe you're here and you fall into the trap like the disciples. You're focused on the things that are not important. I'm going to give you a moment here just to evaluate your heart. I'm going to just take a moment here and just say, Lord, search me right now. God, is there areas in my life that I know your word? I've listened to it. God, I've seen you move. I've seen you do a lot of things. But, Lord, are there areas in my life that I have maybe just not learned? Maybe you're here and you've seen God's power and you know God's word. And he would say, learn. Learn from me. Learn from me. If you're here today with your, your heads bowed and eyes closed, give you an opportunity to respond to the Lord today. This is an honest evaluation of yourself and no one in here is going to judge you. It's between you and God. Say, hey, Pastor. I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. And if you're here, under the sound of my voice, say, that's me. Would you just, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray with you today. Anybody in the building? No one looking around. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. We're going to tarry just a moment. So why, do, why do we wait? Well, we're just going to wait on the Lord. I believe God's going to do work. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Thank you. Hands going up. 
pray with me, if you will, over these hands that were raised. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, will you stir hearts today, Lord? Will you, will you stir the hearts of people? God, those who raise their hand in faith saying, hey, I, I, I know the word. I've seen God do things, but I, I need to learn. I need to learn. I, the disciples who followed Jesus even failed at this. So, so I, I think that we're, we're capable of falling and missing this in, in moments. And maybe we've let the leaven of, of, of Pharisee spirit or Sadducee spirit or come into us. Pride has puffed us up. Maybe we're the people of God. And, 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 and you know, we know, we know the word better than anybody. But maybe we've allowed pride to puff us up. We've looked at people and said, I, I'm better than them. You ought to ask God to forgive you for that. You ought to ask God to forgive you of that. We worship you. Come on. Will you, will you just stand all across this building with me? Will you just lift your hands all across this building and just begin to magnify the Lord? I believe that God is, has done a work in, in lives today. I, I really do. Say, you know, God does things differently. We don't always have to have the same style, altar call, and, and different things. God just moves and ministers the way that he wants to minister sometimes. And that's okay. I'm going to ask them to sing the bridge of this song. And while they sing this, I want you just to magnify the Lord. I want you to ask the Lord to search your heart. Say, hey, Lord, I, 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 I'm, I've looked. Lord, I've listened. But God, help me to continually learn, God. Help me to continually learn. Come on, as they sing this, can you just magnify the Lord today?
give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you for your, your patience today. We've got, got a few announcements, but before I, I leave, I just want to bless you. Will you stretch your hand this way? May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Come on, give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. You know, I've used phrases before and I didn't quite get them, like missing the forest for the trees. I've used that one before, but that was the best illustration of that, right? We, we, we look at the resource, but we miss the source of where that comes from. That was an awesome work. We just give God one more hand, hand clap of praise. <clears throat> uh, if you are a guest, you are, we are, we're so glad that you are here. There's a little connection card that you can fill out in front of you. Um, uh, and you may, some of you may think I'm a guest because you never see me. Um, but I, I'm Aaron and that's my wife, Carrie, and we do the kids. So if you don't recognize us, if you don't have a kid or a grandkid and you never see us over there, it's nice to meet you. So, um, so uh, uh, giving boxes are hung on the wall for those giving through cash or check. Uh, no Derby car workshop today, or workshop today. The last chance to build a car will be next Sunday, February 6th. The Derby car is $4, the kit is $4, um, and that's for everybody, all right? So all ages, um, it doesn't matter. You guys come out and make a car, and it's a lot of fun, even if you don't have to work with tools. Uh, we got people there that can help you, not me, but other people. Um, Sunday, February 6th is the last day to sign up for the upcoming Growth Tracks classes. I don't know how many spots we have left, but it's going to be, uh, I know at least three of the sessions are really, really good. Three of the four, all right? I do the fourth one, so I don't know if it's good or not, but three of the four are excellent, excellent classes, okay? So come up, no, I think they're all good, but come on out and sign up for that. That'll be at the information desk. Uh, Beyond the Broken Heart, Tuesday, February 1st at 6 p.m. Healing Hearts, Thursday, that's February 3rd at 7 p.m. And then the Ignite Galentines. This is a girls-only event. Sorry, boys. Girls-only event, Sunday, February the 13th from 1 to 3. If you need more information, please see Brittany or Mackenzie. All right? And uh, it has been great to see you. It's been great to see all the kids in worship today. All right? 